The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. Building the future on the field and in Jack London Square. It's now time to go inside the bill for an in-depth look at what it takes to build the most unique and creative ballpark in sports history. This is The Build. Well, one of the great things that we are going to have this season in 2019 on A's Cast, powered by TuneIn, is a new podcast. You got to hear a little bit of it when we did opening day and we had the president with us and we got to run that. But now we're going to get, with Dave Cavill, way more in depth on what is happening. The podcast is called The Build, and it's where we get an opportunity to update you on what's happening with Howard Terminal, what's happening here at the Coliseum. But before we do that, I got to commend you guys on what happened with Chris Davis and the signing of Chris Davis. And I got to interview Chris here on A's Cast. And I said, Chris, this is just not signing a player. This is showing the fan base that this is real, this, that, that you, know, you're, you guys are putting your money where your mouth is. And this was a very proud day for the organization because all the problems that A's fans have had with the last regime, you guys are changing all of that. And I think you have to be proud. Oh, we are. And, you know, we're responding to our fans and we heard from fans. I remember when I started, you know, two and a half years ago and I had my first office hours. I heard, hey, I have all these jerseys I can't wear. And now we have the opportunity. People can go out and have that Chris Davis jersey and know he's going to be here and a key part of our team both now and into the future. And we want to do that first with him and then also with all these other great young players that we have on this team. This is really the beginning of a new era, and it's all connected to our ballpark, the new revenues that come with that, our confidence in the plan and moving forward. And it's really a great day for the Oakland A's. And it's really a change in baseball. It's been hard to keep up with since the Red Sox won the World Series around the game. We have had essentially like 34 or 35 different extensions. Players don't want to go to free agency anymore. No, I think they feel and understand the value of being, you know, closer to a team. I think a lot of players understand, too, that, like, if you're in a comfortable situation and you're hitting home runs and you're winning – you don't want to jeopardize that and you can still earn a ton of money and have a great experience and a career in baseball well we're about to experience it as chris davis is getting to the box for the first time and i think we're going to see a really great standing ovation a special moment in a's history as a player has signed he says i love this place i love the a's and and i told him i said hey listen as somebody who's been around for a long time and somebody who works for the team I, I can't tell you what it means so what a special moment we're doing this interview as chris davis gets in the batter's box for the first time i mean it's kind of perfect you know it's just a real special moment i have goosebumps and to see everyone on their feet and uh, obviously a great moment for him and and really i think the signing is also important because it says something to the other players on the team you know, I think at the press conference today, you saw all the players there. It means a lot to everyone, the camaraderie, the investment that, that our ownership group is willing to make. It's a really important moment. And I can tell you, as I was doing the interview with him, his teammates were coming behind and he couldn't see it. And I said, hey, turn around, take a look. Yeah. He, he, he was shaking. I mean, this is a guy that's, you know, he's a real mellow guy. You could tell how much today meant to him. Yeah, it was really great to see that. And these are the great moments of baseball. And it really shows how what we're doing here is really a family. And, you know, we have 
51 years of history here in Oakland and to build on that and create the next chapter. You know, obviously we had all those great teams in the 70s and all those great players that are still friends to this day. And to have something like that in this new era, too, is, is really special. The only thing that could beat anything today is if he hits a home run right now. That would just be the place. You never know. You never know. That's the way you script it up, right? <laughs> so we call it the build. And what's so interesting about doing this with you is you are somebody that has built a lot of different things. You built your own baseball league. You helped build Avaya Stadium down in San Jose. What is it about you that loves that challenge? Well, I think for me, like creating something from nothing and being able to put all the pieces together is really rewarding. It's super challenging, but when you finally have the groundbreaking or open it and have the ribbon cutting or have the first you know, kick on the pitch or have the league formed, it's just truly a special feeling. And then to know later on, you can look back and you have that legacy. And it's something that you've created, you know, kind of with your ideas and your hands and your hard work. Um, that's what it's all about. And that's what I try to strive for and something that's really exciting. Because I think about these buildings, these buildings are so big for communities, whether we're talking about arenas, stadiums, ballparks, we know what they mean for these communities. Oh, I mean, it's it's bigger than baseball. You know, it's thousands of jobs. It's billions of dollars in economic impact. It's bringing people together across socioeconomic lines to enjoy our pastime baseball together. These are really special things, and we want to curate that and really celebrate it here in Oakland in a unique way. And we have the opportunity to do that with our new waterfront ballpark. So I got to actually host the fan fest with you and the and the designers and you unveiled the gondola. Yes. And I was looking at that and then you guys had all the data behind it and I went this is actually brilliant. How are we doing with the gondola? The gondola is going great. You know, it's one of the variants in our environmental review process. So we're going to get it cleared to build. And so that's a process that we're going through this entire year, both for the stadium and for all the other ancillary parts of the project, things like the gondola. And so we're having public meetings. We're doing outreach in the different neighborhoods. And we're showing how it can make a real discernible impact in a positive way on the transportation experience to and from the ballpark. You know, it moves up to 6,000 people an hour. And it's something that's bigger than even our games. It's operating on non-game days. It's a tourist attraction. You know, there's all these great things about it that really will be great for Oakland and for the A's. Yeah, but the number one thing is, especially for everybody, is how fast it moves human beings. 6,000 people an hour, three-minute ride, you soaring above the Oakland skyline, seeing San Francisco, the cranes, the sunset, and then down into the waterfront stadium at Jack London Square. I mean, a truly amazing experience. It's like being at Disney. Disneyland. And so I think people are going to love it and they're going to come out to the ballpark for that reason. That's going to create the processional and the way people connect to our ballpark and the location and they know how to get there. And so that's why we're such a big proponent of it. You are all over the place. And I've recently said this instead of where's Waldo, where's Calvel, uh, we, whether you're going to be in Sacramento. Uh, I remember talking to you in Tokyo, how you were hunting down politicians because they didn't want to meet with you. Yeah. Just talk about all you're having to do all the time because you want to focus on baseball and this team and getting back to the postseason. But you have to spend so much time, so many different places trying to get this done. Well, there's so many stakeholders and so many different people that we need to curate relationships with, um, educate on our plan, and then in many ways just win over to what we're trying to accomplish here. And understanding all those different folks and their points of view uh, requires time and requires it at multiple levels, whether it's the Port Commission, the county supervisors, the city council, 
are even at the federal level. I was in Washington last year meeting with Eric Sawell, who's our, one of our congressmen, and Barbara Lee, talking about can the federal government help out with some of the funding and infrastructure pieces of this project. And so all this stuff is really important in terms of generating kind of the, the support for the project. And you have to go to the location where it's needed the most. And right now I have a great team of people to help me run the A's day to day. But I need to be focused on making sure we get a breakthrough and we get this ballpark approved and we get the shovel in the ground and we open this by 2023. There is nothing more important for everything that we're doing here as an organization than that goal. And I think about what's the toughest? Is it Washington? Is it Sacramento? Is it what you have to deal with here? Because here in Oakland, you're also dealing with the county. You know, I think the number one thing is there's kind of ballpark fatigue. This has been going on so long. We already had a misfire with the situation of Peralta. All those things, I think, make people like think, is this even real? And I think what my message to fans and our community and all our stakeholders is that we have never been farther. You know, we're at the point where we are getting votes. We will have a vote next week from the county to buy their share of the Coliseum property. We'll have a vote in the next month from the Port Commission to move forward with our deal there. We have two votes in Sacramento this summer on our legislation. These are big seminal moments in the history of the A's and moving this project from kind of a visionary stage to reality. And I've seen that in other things I've done, whether it's the Golden League or Avaya Stadium. And this is in some ways the most exciting time because I think everyone starts feeling like, wow, it's really real and the momentum builds. And so I think the next three to four months is going to be a critical moment for us as a franchise. I love it. It's like you're a big game hunter and you're just one more pelt on the wall, one more pelt. So when you say buying the county out, because I've known for years that the county, Alameda County, which has money, they've wanted out of the sports business. So when you're saying you're buying them out, this property that we're on right now, you'll be half owner. Yeah, I'll be half owner of the building we're sitting in right now, of the Coliseum, of the arena, of all the land around it. And I think that is a great um, seminal moment for us in our community. It's an $85 million investment that we're making, which is massive, of private money. It helps pay off the debt of the Warriors and of the Raiders of their renovations in the 1990s. And it allows us to then partner with the city on a new vision for this part of Oakland. You know, keeping the arena as a great concert venue, having a mixed use development here, including restoration of kind of the wetlands in this area for the local community. Ideas that have sprung out of, you know, 20, 30, 40 community meetings that we've had in East Oakland. Because I think one thing we learned really clearly at the beginning is that the folks in East Oakland wanted a plan for their community. They wanted to make sure that if we went to the waterfront of Jack London, that they weren't kind of abandoned in some ways. And so we wanna honor East Oakland with this great new plan. This step of buying out the county is a critical moment for that. And it allows one of our two key projects um, to move to the next phase. Yeah, because one of the sad things is the Warriors are gonna be leaving Oakland. And you know how their fan base has been at Oracle, Roracle. It's been been amazing in the championships and all the great players and the Hall of Famers. I, I like the fact that we know that you know Oracle Arena, which is a historic venue, is just not going to be torn down. No, we're going to keep it. It's going to be a great concert venue. I mean, who knows? Maybe it ends up being a venue for a second NBA team at some point. You have no idea. You know, this is a great place to for people to congregate, to have an amazing experience, and we want to keep it. The jobs are important. I hear it from the people who work there. The community cares about it, and it's going to be a key part of the plan. So where exactly are we right now with Howard Terminal? Howard Terminal, we're about halfway through the environmental review, and that's a really – that's almost a long pole in the tent. It's called the CEQA process, California Environmental Quality Act. 
we got legislation last year that limits lawsuits against us um you know once the the process is over so that's very very important so we're halfway through that there's something called an environmental impact report that will be distributed sometime in july that's a public document it's like one of those 500 600 page deals and it's got all the analysis and diagrams and understanding the impact and traffic and parking and you know sea level rise and every aspect and shade studies and thermal comfort and what can be built around the ballpark and how people will walk there and the analysis that goes into this is tremendous millions and millions of dollars of work and we're spearheading that with the city as a tremendous partner and so that's really the thing that's going to take the longest but in parallel we got to cut our deal with the port because they own the land and we have to make sure that we continue to move through any approvals we need at the state level to actually build at a waterfront location and so that's the parallel paths that we're working but we'll be in a situation with the port deal in the next month, with CEQA done probably at the end of the year or January, to really be in a situation early next year where everything can be, be taken to a final vote. And we can know once and for all that we have a green light to move forward with the stadium. Yeah, you mentioned ballpark fatigue, environmental report fatigue. We've been hearing about these oh, for, yeah. for, for a long time. These things go on forever, and that's why it's so difficult to build in California because there's just so many hoops to jump through. And it's it's some days it can be daunting and a little discouraging, but you just need to keep putting one foot in front of, of the other and grinding it out and have a great team of people and consultants and staff to make sure that you do everything you can to put forward a plan that can work for the community. And that's what we're committed to doing. Yeah, just ask the Rams, the Chargers, the uh, the Warriors, the, the Giants the, when they first built. I mean, yeah. Niners, yeah. Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Building in California is brutal. It, it's just it's and that's the reason we have all these things like the housing crisis and there's not enough homes because because of the same phenomenon. And so, you know, I think the one benefit is that a pro sports team and a new complex brings so much with it that you can create that groundswell of support. And I think that's what I'm looking for from our fans over the remainder of this year is really turning up. We're going to have votes. We're going to need people. Like people always ask me, how can you help? Participate, lean in, come to the rallies, come to the events, be at the votes, speak on behalf of the A's because we are at a very consequential moment. And the elected officials, whether it's in Sacramento or here in Oakland at the Port Commission or the county, they are looking to the citizens and the voters to understand what they want. And this is our moment to shine. Now, we know the mayor and the city of Oakland, they want this as bad as anybody. How's it been dealing with the port? Um, they've been actually, I think, um, this is a new territory for them because they don't usually do these big kind of commercial deals. But I think they realize that this can be a huge economic stimulus for them, um, for their commercial real estate group. And it also, it allows them to diversify their revenue streams. You know, the port, I don't want to say it's in a dire financial situation, but it has a lot of debt. Um, Oakland is not the size port it was 20 or 40 years ago. And so they need to make sure that they're going to have the resources to reinvest in maritime capability. One way to do that is to sign a deal with us, generate hundreds of millions of dollars for the port that can be reinvested to make sure that maritime use can last another generation and or two to come. And so I think the port commissioner, um, President Butner, who runs it, and all the other people on the staff, they have been great partners. I think they've been really responsible stewards of the maritime interest as well as the commercial interest. And, you know, we're excited with the partnership that we have with them. I remember when the Giants were building their ballpark and it went back to, to, to the earthquake in the early 1900s where the earthquake happened. Then the city burnt down. Well, they took all of that. And that's where 
they've built the ballpark. That's how they built that part of San Francisco. And when they started doing the digging, they ran into toxic waste in center and right field. So you can do the environmental report, but until you start digging. So what do you guys expect with that when you start thinking about, because we've heard that there's some contamination in the area. Well, we, we actually have done a lot of borings and we are doing more. And so it's, you know, these sites that are former industrial sites often need some level of environmental cleanup. I don't think there's anything on what we've seen to date on the site, and the site has been heavily studied, that would indicate that it, it can't be solved and that it can't be something that can be managed with the reasonable investment that we're willing to make, privately make, to make sure that the site now, which no one has access to, becomes a place for the public to congregate and actually be out at the ballpark in a public open space you know, at a cool bar or restaurant or area around the ballpark. And so it's just really, really important that people understand that we're going to be real responsible about the environmental cleanup, that we're going to take an industrial area and repurpose it, just like San Francisco with AT&T Park or Oracle Park now. Um, and that's been a recipe for success in these redevelopment projects. And I think about the park and that this is going to be, and we've seen it because I remember when, when it was Pack Bell Park, mm-hmm. and it opened up. There was really not much around. There was Momo's across the street. I, I lived there. I lived in Potrero Hill with my wife, right there, you know, whatever, a mile from the stadium. I used to go running by there when it was under construction. There was nothing there. Nothing. No, there, oh, there's yeah. the Safeway, the bowling alleys, and now all the places to live. So I think about that. How much are you going to contr- be able to control around the ballpark? Well, hopefully in our partnership with the city, we'll be able to really intelligently plan the urban fabric around the ballpark, not just at Howard Terminal, but in the external areas in Jack London Square, West Oakland, the downtown area, to make sure it all works in a harmonious way. And I I spent a couple hours today with the folks in Old Oakland, understanding their concerns, understanding Washington Street, making sure we can get additional foot traffic on that so those businesses and small business owners can thrive. You know, Many of them are struggling. There are not enough people there to have commerce. And so how do we be a catalyst for a lot of other positive um, impacts that the ballpark can have on Oakland. That only comes with coordination, understanding how all the things work together. And since this project is so big, we're kind of like charting our own course to do that. And I think it's something that everyone's pretty excited about. And it's going to be a place where people can go 365 with the park and all the businesses. We got a park on the roof. We have an amazing, I mean, this is incredible. I mean, people are going to get their steps in, do the loop. I mean, eight loops around, whatever, get to your 10,000 steps. And so, you know, I think the thing is, is that's going to be just an amazing public amenity, like something that no one ever seen it's right on the waterfront i mean people are going to look at this thing when they come to it people it's going to be a tourist attraction to come see it because it's so different and to have a park in a park that's what brk angle said because you know baseball used to be played in a park like way back you know like in the 1870s um when they started in cincinnati in pro baseball and so it's cool to think that we're hearkening back to that original way (laughs) how are you gonna do a rooftop park how's that gonna work well we're gonna find a way you know that's why we have such a you know innovative and you know um great designer and we have great planners and we have the city on board and i think like with Salesforce Park in San Francisco and some of the other places like the, the High Line in New York, there's examples of how that can work. And so, you know, we're excited to break some new ground with that and have a great amenity for our fans. And you have a design team that has designed buildings all over the world. World class. BRK Ingalls Group, um, Field Operations, our landscape architect, Gensler, who's helping out. Um, those three, this is as good a team on the architectural side as you can find. And so we're thrilled to have them involved in the project and putting them together to think about this in a totally new way. Because, 
You know, I think ballparks need to be rethought because fans are experiencing baseball in a new way. So we need to make sure that we create more communal areas, more places like the treehouse, things like the park to attract people, more casual fans, get them excited about what's happening. People are interacting with each other in different ways with all the digital stuff. And so I think it's going to be really important for our success. Safe to say a little bit different than uh, Cleveland Municipal Stadium you grew up around? Yes, it's a long way from the cavernous mistake on the lake. And so we've come a long way from those days. And, you know, it's 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 something the things like that. And even this stadium here, I love the Coliseum, but we need more. So it's a really important thing. Obviously, we're doing this in the uh, press box, so we're getting the update on the game. Peralta, what did you learn from not getting it done in Peralta? Well, I, I learned a couple of things. One, I think the support of the mayor and the city council is critical in Oakland. And I think at that stage, we didn't have the relationships that we have now to understand how to navigate some of the key areas of the community. I also think our community outreach has gone up. 10 levels from then in terms of like listening and truly understanding how the project can benefit different communities, whether it's Chinatown, West Oakland, Jack London Square, or here in the East. And so those were all learnings and they were hard lessons because, you know, that was a setback and it was, you know, obviously frustrating that we couldn't make that area work. But I think in the end, this waterfront location almost offers something that could even be bigger, both for the A's and the city. And I think the vision for that and what that could mean for our community is something that's truly special. And one thing I love is just how you're always positive. And I think like Bob Melvin, how the, the team takes on the personality of the manager. Mm-hmm. Well, the business takes on the personality of the president. And the fact that you have always stayed positive, no matter what people have thrown in front of you, I think that's big for everybody in this organization. How, how, do, you, how do you keep it upon yourself to go, hey, we always got to be positive and we're always moving forward? Well, I'm confident that we're going to pull this off, that we're going to build a great new privately financed ballpark at the waterfront at Jack London Square, that we're going to have an incredible groundbreaking and an opening. And our fan base deserves that. These are some of the best fans in professional sports. I've seen I've been all around. I've been to all the ballparks and I've seen it. And the fans here are knowledgeable. They're passionate. They care. And I think they're looking for something to grab onto, especially with the other teams leaving. So we have this unique moment in time where if we solidify that around this new ballpark with a great young team that's a World Series contender, look out. Well, and I also think that with the war, we know the Warriors and Raiders are leaving, but they're not gone yet. Yeah. Once once they are truly gone, how much do you think that will also help you? I, I, I mean, I think it'll have a real impact on people. I think folks have not fully processed what it means. I mean, I grew up with that when I grew up in Cleveland. The Browns left. And it was really a very difficult thing. And obviously, when they came back, they sucked for all these years. So it's been a rough road until recently. But but what I'm saying is, is like I think at that moment, the interest went to the Indians. And the Indians sold out 455 consecutive games. And they had a great run at Jacobs Field, the new ballpark, went to two World Series. And so I think those moments, like cities and the communities have a sense where the civic pride and the quality of life are tied into these teams. And so not having them, you don't almost realize what you've lost until it's gone. Well, this is going to be fun because I I don't know how many people have ever done something like this leading up to building a new building where you're going to get true updates. I I can't wait. And let's just end on this. We've seen this before, but how important was it for you guys to improve the fan experience here to get fired up, get people fired up for the new building? Critical. 
we had to go now because it sends a signal to our fans and to potentially new fans that we care, that we're doing everything we can to have an amazing fan experience. And it gives you a preview of what the new ballpark is going to be. All the different seating arrangements, the treehouse, you know, stomping ground, all these different things, Championship Plaza. It, it's kind of like a big, um, you know, prototype and experimentation for what we can do at the new waterfront ballpark. And that's something that we think is going to be important to it being successful. Well, I look forward to this for the rest of the season. It's going to be great. The build right here on A's Cast, and we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks. Awesome. It's great being here. Thanks. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 